no Starbucks on the moon. It's a hoax. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. scorekeeper tonight for the quiz box. Thank you all so much for coming out. Are you ready to meet your host for tonight? He writes the questions. He makes the magic. He's your favorite and mine. Put your hands together for the very funny Eric Tate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the quiz box. How are you guys doing? Uh, Nikki, that's a fantastic onesie you have there. Thank you. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, we do a poll on Facebook, a onesie poll to decide my outfit. It was neck and neck between shiny and new leopard. I have a brand new leopard onesie. Did you know that? But shiny one, so you're but very shiny. But shiny one. So I'm shiny. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to be here. This is good. I've been traveling. I, uh, I recently been. flew first class for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're a podcast host, you fly first class. And, yeah. And our, our champion was on the same plane as me, right behind me. But not in first class. No. <laughs> That's the most important thing to know. On the other side of the curtain. Do you want, do you want to get the show started, Nikki? Sure. All right, I'm done bragging. Um, welcome to the Quiz Box, the game show where real comedians answer real questions to win you real prizes. I'm your host, Eric Tate, and with me, as always, is our scorekeeper and onesie aficionado, Nikki Winkleman. Thank you. Tonight, we will select contestants right out of the audience using the raffle tickets that you got at your tables. Each contestant is paired up with one of our comedian panelists who will answer the questions for you. Let's meet the comedians. First up, our returning champion. He has raised more than $10,000 for women's health uh, in, a, in a show that he has run uh, called Stand Up for Choice. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our current champion, Pat Deering. <laughs> Eric, I want you to know that as I got off that Alaskan air flight, I told every flight attendant that the only reason you were in first class was because of their scheduling screw-up. Doesn't matter. I was still in first class. (laughs) Our second comedian tonight, she is a former champion. She has also raised more than $10,000 for women's health with her show Stand Up for Choice that she co-hosts with our uh, our champion tonight, Pat Deering. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Amber Falter. Oh, hi. And our third panelist this evening, he is a trivia host in his own right. He hosts things for Team Tim Trivia. He is also a fantastic comedian. Please put your hands together for Cecil Heyman. First time. What's up, guys? Are you excited for your for your first time? I am. I'm kind of like I'm like I'm like adrenaline-y. I don't think that's a word, but I just made it a word. It is now. (laughs) Everyone's first time involves adrenaline. Adrenaline. And our special guest this evening is a multi-time former Quizbox champion. She is one of the co-owners of Hashtag Comedy right here in Columbus. You can take improv classes through Hashtag Comedy and see their performances right here at Upfront Stage on Wednesdays and first and third Fridays for TBD the Musical. Put your hands together for the very funny Sarah J. Starr! Eric, I just want you to know that you are always first class in my heart. 
Give her a point. Give her a point. Okay, Sarah already getting points before we're even done reading the rules. To answer a question for points, comedians must buzz in with our high-tech buzzer system, and this time we actually mean high-tech. Let's hear what they sound like. Pat sounds like this. Oh. Oh. Wow. You might have to lift it up a little bit towards towards your microphone. Let's hear it again. Amber sounds like this. It just sounds like I lose. <laughs> Cecil sounds like this. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that sound before. <laughs> and Sarah sounds like this. Oh, I did it. <laughs> Rigged. Sarah gets a Sarah gets a second point for figuring out that the speaker's on the back of the buzzer. <laughs> each correct answer is a gain of two points. Each incorrect answer is a loss of one point. If the comedians are real dumb, their scores may go into negative. But don't worry, you can win prizes with a negative score. Each round consists of three questions. At the end of each round, the contestant with the most points wins a fantastic prize. The player with the least points will be getting a heartfelt apology from the comedian who wasn't good enough to win you anything. The comedians are also playing a separate game against each other. Those scores are down here. Positive points from the end of the game will transfer into the comedian's game score. Now, the comedians can lose or gain game score points at the discretion of our scorekeeper, which we'll see a little bit later. But don't worry, these scores don't affect you, our in-house audience. Lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, please do not shout out answers from the audience or heckle the comedians. And with that out of the way, let's let's quiz box! Pat, you uh, have the bucket of people. Can you start us off and find out who you're playing for? I am playing for 224495. 4495. Right there. Hey, what's your name? Serena. Serena. Everyone give Serena a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Serena. Amber, who are you playing for? I am playing for, ooh, upside down, 224499. Hey. Four, hey. Oh, what up? What's your name? Astraea, everyone give Astraea a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Astraea. Cecil, who are you playing for? I am playing for 224487. 8-7. Hey, what's your name? Doc. Doc, everyone give Doc a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. I got a good feeling about this. (laughs) And Sarah, who are you playing for? 224479. Right there. Hey, what's your name? John. John, everyone give John a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, John. Nikki, are you ready? I'm ready. Panelists, are you ready? Yeah. Sure. All right. The first question, the category is, it really doesn't stink in here. Uh, The question, employees of companies are frequently prevented from wearing certain styles of clothing or jewelry in order to better fit in with the company branding. One well-known company goes further than that and encourages their employees to not have any odor. What is that company? Wow. Is it all of them? (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> like no scent at all? So to be honest here, what they are looking for is they would prefer that you not wear cologne or perfume. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's not like an ozone smell, like you just zap <laughs> the smell in general around you. No, they put you in a chamber before you go into work. Oh, and then that's nice. I mean, they probably also don't want you to be stinky. Yeah. But in general, they're requesting that their employees not wear perfume or cologne. It just oh, it okay. wasn't as funny if, if I said that in the question. <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, is this a, a medical profession? 
wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I would like to know. Uh, no, it's not a medical company. Uh, this is a well-known company. It's a well-known company. That's not. That narrows it. Thank you. And there, there are no well-known <laughs> medical companies. None at all. Schmeid Mildrens. Schmardinol Schmelf. Schmohio Schmelf. I just wanted to play along. That's fun. It felt like a hint. It's not. Eric, does it involve food? Uh, no comment. Oh. All right. Oh. They want that stinky food to be stinkier than you. I like it. I like Is it, it. cheesy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stink the cheese. It has its own stink. It's very important. Uh, I've heard people get really excited about cheese before, but never that excited about a company I've... that might be cheesy. It sounded like you were saying that was a brand, and that's like how you have to pronounce it. Is it cheesy? <laughs> No, I dated a guy that worked in a, at a Whole Foods in the cheese department, and I'd just go hang out with him to get free cheese. And it was the thickest winter of my life. And um, it was delicious. I like Amber it. gets a point for a thick winter. <laughs> I'd do it for cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have, I think I have had sex for cheese. Oh, yeah. What cheese was it? I think it was a Gruyere. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Gruyere. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Was uh, that I your fucking to... for cheddar? No. <laughs> no, you don't fuck for cheddar. <laughs> fucking no. for Mexican pizza cheese. Floss <laughs> <laughs> uh, all hope. I, used... I, I can confirm it's not a cheese company. It's not cheese, but I have a cheese story. <laughs> Wait a minute, you have a cheese story? I do. Uh, no, a story. story. Uh, I used to do marketing for one of the largest Swiss cheese manufacturers in the United States. Were there a lot um, of holes in your campaign? Hey! I don't have a place so for you to many, get points, Eric. So many holes. <laughs> um, but one of the things that they did not want to give up on their website was when you would click on their homepage, a terrifying wedge of Swiss animated would like pop out and be like, cheese! <laughs> Don't do that, but they really, really liked Swissy. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast and you want to find out what companies Sarah has worked for in the past, <laughs> just click on cheese until Swissy pops up and haunts your nightmares. Let's get back to the question at hand. Looking for a well-known company that doesn't want their employees to wear cologne or perfume or presumably cheese. Mm-hmm. Pat. Is it Amazon? No. Oh. Hmm. Cecil. Is it Teleperformance? Because <laughs> I swear, they were about that. I worked at a call center for a little bit, but they were, they were big about that. It's not smelling. Not like the cologne thing, but the other, like the bo- other body odor, because it was insane. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was not Teleperformance. Yeah. Hey, they're a big call center. All right, there's a there's a lot of them. Eric, is this worldwide? It, it is worldwide. Cecil has performed oh. a quiz box cul-de-sac where he lost a point for his audience member, but gained a point for himself because that was funny. <laughs> uh, I, I, is it worldwide, but based in Ohio, Columbus? No. no. Okay. Hmm. So I was gonna be like, those Abercrombie people <laughs> smell so bad. Like they smell like they just took a dip in like bad pheromones that smell like regret. Oh, you've been to uh, the limited campus. Yes. No. <laughs> Please don't guess, make me go. Guess who's not our sponsor anymore? 
Uh, I will give you a hint in that uh, Pat is sort of the closest without going over. Is is it something based in Seattle? That is that is correct. Pat. Is it Starbucks? That's correct. Boo! So they just don't want their employees to smell any worse than the burnt coffee? (laughs) Uh, The Seattle-based coffee company considers the aroma of its shops to be a major part of its brand, regardless of what Pat thinks. Uh, As a result, the employees are discouraged from wearing perfume or cologne so that customers may better enjoy the aromas of coffee and baked goods. Uh, I feel like Starbucks doesn't it doesn't even smell like coffee anymore. It smells like the the syrup that you put in the coffee and that's so much worse. It, it really sugar does. Co- cookie frosting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never have time to smell in Starbucks because I'm oh. always just gearing up to punch the old lady trying to put her cord into the only outlet in the place. <laughs> even though there's 17 tables and free Wi-Fi. I'm at 76%. Yeah. <laughs> going down. <laughs> I, never really, I never really thought that Starbucks smelled like coffee. I always thought it smelled like uh, half-written television pilots. Aww. I just thought it smelled like whatever car was in front of you in the drive-thru. <laughs> Yes. I don't ever go in. Question two. Okay. Mickey, where are the scores? Oh, well, with that correct answer, Pat wiped out his negative point and now has positive one. Whoa. That's right. Uh, Amber and Sarah sitting pretty at zero by not ringing in, and the brave Cecil in last place with negative one. I really thought I was onto something. With that <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give you a point for bravery, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Question two, the category is spy games. The question, during the Cold War, the United States and Russia were engaged in an epic game of spy versus spy. Counterintelligence is the name of the game, and American CIA agents were always able to identify KGB cars in Russia because of what part that they had that other cars did not. Mufflers. I, I lived Whoa. in Moscow for six months, and... I just like how many levels that joke works on. Yeah, you gotta be quiet when you're sneaking around like a spy. Yeah, but they've also got the hats and then the, like, the minks that they put both fists into. Oh, I didn't even think of that. It's a muff. Did you accidentally make a... Is that... Is that... Right? Yeah, it's called a muff. That what you? Yeah. It's, it's what? Like a, yeah, you put your hands in the muff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> One hand at a time, and you always ask permission. Yeah. <laughs> Consent <laughs> to muff. That gets a point for an accidental pun. Uh, accidental pun, and Sarah gets a point for whatever that accent was. <laughs> vaguely Eastern European. I like it. I'm like you're quoting Tom Clancy novels. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that no, mufflers is incorrect, but it is related to uh, sneaking around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sneaking around in a car. Sneak, sneaking around. I always thought Spy Games was when like you're on a date and you're trying to see what your date is looking up on their phone to see if it's like another woman's name, and that's like their side piece. That's not it. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to Google who you are. It could be. I'm out there. (laughs) 
Uh, so uh, for any of our quiz box listeners that end up going on a date with Sarah J. Store in the future, don't... I'm looking, I'm looking at your phone. Go- Google, Google her before the date. <laughs> or for any of our listeners out there who goes out on a date, maybe just don't be on your phone during yeah. the date. Thank you, Nikki. Right? Thank you. Uh, so no, I'm looking for a specific part of the car that us- other Russian vehicles did not, but the KGB cars did. Wee oo, wee oo, was it a light on the top? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's already marking negative. This is so sad. No. (laughs) Eric, can I be honest with you? Yeah. That was a long question. And I got lost at the top of it because at one point you were like, when the U.S. and Russia got engaged, and I feel like I have a fever, and at that point I stopped listening to you. And I pictured the U.S. Uh, proposing to Russia. This is very cute. Well, well where, where did you, the U.S. propose? I don't know. Did the, the US middle of the ocean. To, did the U.S. get down on one Florida? <laughs> I'm going to leave. Thank you very much. No? Uh, Amber gets a point for subtly hinting that she has a fever. <laughs> We're fine. Uh, I, I will tell you that this is a, a common. It is now considered a common part on a car. Like is it all a fresh your... paint job? <laughs> Sarah. Was it a sweet spoiler on the back? <laughs> no. I, I was going to say that all of your cars have this. Headlights. Is that it? Do you want to ring, ring in? in? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's in. trying to trick me right now. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a you trick. You've, you've caught on a lot faster than the usual new quiz box player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a trick. But, it's totally a trick. But be careful because somebody else could ring in and steal it and get points. That's also a for trick. Your answer. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Cecil, we'll just do it. No. Just no way. You, you do it first. You try it first, and then I'll try it. It'll be Cecil, fine. We played for so long. <laughs> Yeah, you want to. You want, yeah. Pat. Was it seatbelts? No. Ah. What? I don't know. They can strap down their their people they're taking away. They care about safety in Russia. (laughs) Pat Pat forgot about ropes. (laughs) So smart, though, otherwise. What happens to your bear if you get in a car wreck without seatbelts? What happens to your bear? <laughs> Sorry, for a split second, I thought bear. you were asking me a real insurance question. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, was it brake lights, like the little skinny light thing that wasn't invented until like the mid-80s? No. And I, I can go further and tell you it has nothing to do with lights. Cool, thanks. Cecil. Tinted windows. No. Oh, that's a real good guess. I was so sure. It is a good guess, but Eric said everyone's car has it, and I have a really, really shitty car, and my car does not have that, so it's 2019. I need a new car. Sarah. Is it a bumper sticker that says KGB? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. I thought I'd guess. Amber. Rear view mirrors? No. Fuck. I don't know. Cecil. An antenna. No. Damn it. I like that we're rapidly running out of parts that comedians know exist on cars. Uh, this is, I mean, this is uh, something physical on the outside of the car because it's, it's an not like, part. yeah, it's not like they would look at it and be like, oh, that car's got a Hemi and, uh, and like know that it had it. Like, this is something they were to look at and go, oh, KGB. 
Sarah. Sweet rims? No. Is it like a, a like the ornament on the front? Like a little like little sneaky thing to be like, hey, hey, what up? You know? <laughs> a sneaky thing that says, hey, what up? Yeah. Is it specifically that? Does your car have a sneaky thing that says, hey, what up? Um, it has peeling paint in uh, manual windows. So kind of, it's like, hey, what up? I'm trash. It's pretty close. <laughs> your car sort of has an unspoken code with everyone else around yeah, it. Yeah, it says, hey, what's up? I'm a scab. <laughs> it's gross. Amber gets a point for her sad car. Uh, uh, we, no, we'll this... tell you this is a part that moves. Yeah. And it would be That's considered why I said for sweet rims. Yeah, that, so that was a good guess. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is used more as like a, it would be considered a safety feature. Like you would. It, it would... Sorry, I'm <laughs> gonna lose so hard. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, windshield wipers. That's correct. Uh, yeah. What? So I'm the, still going to apologize later, but... The general public in communist Russia had cars, but their cars didn't have windshield wipers. The KGB equipped their cars with windshield wipers to be able to more easily follow subjects in the inclement weather that always exists in Moscow. Mm. My car doesn't have those, so who would know? <laughs> Must be nice, everybody. Why would they have to follow anyone? Whoever they were following would just crash their car and die. <laughs> Uh, not true, uh, because uh, people of a lower income who couldn't afford windshield wipers would use uh, potatoes. They would wipe their windscreen <laughs> with potatoes, oh. and the waxy residue left behind by the uh, potato would then allow water to run off like Rain-X. I am familiar with this. So if you can't afford... Is this a real thing? This is a real thing. If you can't afford Rain-X, uh, just wipe your windshield down with potatoes, and it will water will bead and run off more quickly. You'll also have a harder time seeing through your windshield. <laughs> But the water will not stay on your windshield, and that's the important part. So what I'm saying is everyone go home and rub your car with potatoes. This sounds like the dumbest attack on my Irish heritage that anybody has ever launched. Yeah, Pat Deering, just go home and rub some fingerlings all over your not car. Don't worry, he got a point. Anytime Pat talks about food, he gets a point. <laughs> Listen to other episodes, y'all. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to question three. Uh, Nikki, where are the scores? With that correct answer, Sarah wiped out two of her negative points and is now in last place with negative three. Woo! But tied in last place with Cecil, who also has negative three. Mm. And tied for oh, first man. place are Pat and Amber with negative one. Oh. Job, Can I get me and Pat great. one more drink for being perfect? Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Take a Stella. I don't know what you were drinking. Uh, I'll do a Stella also. Woo! Thank you. All right. Uh, category three. Uh, question three. The category is movies in the sky. With the question. The question. Uh, Boeing is one of the largest airplane manufacturers in the world. On one cutting edge technology they research is in flight Wi Fi. What do engineers at Boeing use to simulate the plane being loaded full of people while conducting Wi-Fi tests? Bags of potatoes. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Is it is it just hogs? Like is the plane just full of like squealing, screaming hogs? And there's there's one guy in like seat E twelve who's just, like, trying to pull up his Facebook as pigs are just running the fuck all over this airplane. 
Are you implying that your fellow passengers are just pigs? Uh, you were the one in first class, you dick. <laughs> I was going to guess a bunch of pretentious magicians. <laughs> no, they use us to test 5G. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pat, you going to ring in for those hogs? <laughs> You don't have to, Pat. It's a trick. <laughs> Eric, were they ever were they ever alive? <laughs> Did they stand a chance, whatever it was? I mean, I mean, theoretically, everything was once at some point alive. Yes. Sarah. Was it a bunch of cadavers? No. <laughs> Corpse plane. <laughs> Just every inside of a test Boeing looks like an episode of Criminal Minds. No points awarded for that nightmare. <laughs> oh, but you gave points for pigs. No, no, he did not get any points for the pigs either. Uh, you should. I, that made me really laugh. Really uh, so just to let you guys know what's going on here. Uh, so if you have uh, if you have a plane, uh, Wi-Fi acts really weird inside the plane. So what they're trying to do is figure out like. Uh, when the plane is loaded full of people, why, like people impede, we absorb Wi-Fi signals. So they're trying to figure out, like, as people are getting up and moving around and sitting, what's going to make it so that you can always watch whatever is on their in-flight entertainment. Uh, so we're looking for what they're using to try and figure out. The, they're use, we're using a people analog here is what we're looking for, a person analog. Is it like a person analog or something a person might be wearing analog? Wearing amp, you mean like a, like like an RCA connection turned into a suit? Like, is it a bunch of Rolexes and gold fillings like that mess? With, I don't know how Wi-Fi works. I don't Again, know how it's not <laughs> it's not cadavers. <laughs> I didn't say the whole body. I just meant like, like parts oh, of people. Is it just human heads? Like one on each? <laughs> is it just a bunch of um, old navy sweaters? <laughs> and neck pillows? Is it the lady from Starbucks trying to plug in her phone? <laughs> and she's just got this black eye because I was at 32%. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can Pat lose a point for pretending to beat women? <laughs> no, but you'll get one for those old Navy sweaters. <laughs> I like that. It, so is it something that is currently alive? Uh, no. It's not something It's not. No, it's... I mean, so there... It, it's... It's not like alive. It's not like they fill the plane up with hamsters and then see what happens. Eric, is it like wet? <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Is it like jugs of water? Okay, what? I was I was wondering where you were going to go with that before. <laughs> is it wet old navy sweaters? <laughs> Jars of blood. Uh, I mean, this uh, you. I'm not saying it's wet, but I'm not saying it's dry. So we're back to square one with that. <laughs> you know, I, I could see an airline company just being like, you know what? These people back here already look like just a bunch of dripping wet hams. <laughs> like, we just we just spray up this ham and stick it in the seat. It'll probably soak up Wi-Fi just like that sack of shit we put back there for $450. Wow. Pat loves flying. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does it specifically have to do with weight? Uh, no, it has to do with the similarity to a human body. Damn it. All right, never Spa- mind. Space that's taken up. Sarah. Bags of ham! <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, <damn. laughs> 
You're close in that it is a bag of something. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah sneaking towards her buzzer again. Oh, man. Uh, Can we tell them yet that they've said it? Cecil. Is it bags of sand? No, it's not. Uh, (laughs) Sarah. Bags of potatoes. That's correct. What? Uh, Sarah, right off the bat, with a joke answer that was accidentally correct. Literally the first thing that was said. (laughs) I'm actually rather proud of my poker face on that one. That was very good. This Ryanair Aerlingus bullshit, I swear (laughs) to God. Uh, In what is most certainly not an attack on Pat Deering's Irish heritage... Uh, sitting in a plane uh, on the ground would be uh, boring uh, for regular humans, so Boeing did extensive testing on things that would act as substitute human bodies to figure out how people would interfere with the Wi-Fi signal. So to test new Wi-Fi systems, they fill bags full of a total of 20,000 pounds of potatoes (laughs) and then put them in the seats to see what happens. They're potatoes. I mean, I've had people tell me I look like a sack of potatoes, but I've never had anyone tell me I look like a 20,000-pound sack of potatoes. Oh, a total of 20 I feel like people would yeah, have been it's cheaper. Not, it's not 20,000 pounds. Honestly, because I'd do that for like 20 bucks and a Lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sit there. I'm sure there's others like me. Eric, in... <laughs> What a, what a cutting insult, though. You absorb Wi-Fi rays like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Eric, in first class, do so they just no. fill sacks of doves? <laughs> <laughs> Points for Cecil and Amber in that round of jokes. All right, that is the end of the round. Nikki, where did we end up? Oh, boy, we got a tie for first. Yeah, so we're going to have a tiebreaker between Pat and Amber, who both ended with negative one. Uh, Sarah uh, got that question correct eventually and right away, uh, but knocked out two more of her negative points and is back at negative three. Cecil lost the round for Doc and will be issuing an apology to Doc. Uh, But first... But first, I'm so sorry, Doc, and sorry, John. You also will not be uh, winning a prize nor an apology, so so you're actually the real loser here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Serena and Estrella, the the uh, the jury is still out. So Pat and Amber, you will be participating in the tiebreaker question. Um, you do not need to ring in. Uh, the answer is limited, so it's usually something like a number or, uh, you know, one of the United States. So there's a limited number of answers, so answer one at a time back and forth as quickly as you can until one of you reaches the answer, and then you will get one positive point and win the game for your contestant. The tiebreaker uh, category is Volcano! The question, the Indonesian volcano Kawa Ijen is currently active. It spits up molten lava, but due to its lava having a high sulfur content, its lava is what color? Purple. No. Yellow? No. Gold? No. Green? No. Silver? No. Um, Blue? Yes. (laughs) 
the sulfur turns it blue? Yeah, it's the high amounts of sulfur in molten lava that affect the color of the fire burning. In this case, it causes the volcano to have an electric blue glow. I can't wait to bring that up at parties. <laughs> I, I grew up in a house with well water, and sulfur doesn't smell blue. When I was a kid, we went to a summer camp, and one of, the, it, one of the things they did was they had us soak pine cones in different solutions full of chemicals. And so, like, we have, like... This bo- checks out. Boric, a- <laughs> boric acid was one of them, and you could make your, uh, your pine cones glow green if you threw them in the, pine, uh, the bonfire. Oh. But you could, yeah, but if you soaked it in uh, a sulfur-based compound, you could make the pine cone blow blue. It was neat. Did you say boring acid? (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally asking. I can't hear very well. I was was relating an interesting fact. (laughs) Doc him. (laughs) All right, Nikki, take it away. Congratulations, Uh, Serena. You've won a fantastic prize. Sponsor Shadowbox Live. Two tickets to Shadowbox Live. You can go to shadowboxlive.org to see where you can use those tickets. You're also going to get a quiz box refrigerator magnet and a quiz box button. And, uh, oops. And then, uh, I just dropped a dum dum. Um, and then you're also going to get from our sponsor, Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, this tiny plate with a little man on it. And this deck of cards, which may look uh, worthless, but it is priceless because magician Eric Tate has touched them. So congratulations to you, Serena, Estrella, Doc, John. My uh, apologies to you for losing. You will get dum-dums. And take it away, Cecil, as you apologize to Doc. Doc, um, are you a doctor? Or is that just a nickname? What kind of doctor are you? Oh, so there's nothing you can do for me. Never mind. Um, (laughs) He's a gynecologist. Uh, I have a lot of medical issues, so if you got friends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did not win for you, truthfully, because, yeah, like, I could use a doctor that likes to barter. Um, I could use a bartering doctor because I don't have a whole lot of health insurance. Um, You look a lot like my father. Um, And this is making this even harder, uh, honestly. You guys have the same goatee, the same hair. Uh, You both wear glasses. And I can feel your contempt for me right now. (laughs) So uh, I just want to apologize, and uh, I'll never let this happen again. (laughs) Thank you, Doc. Cecil, that was a fantastic apology. We're going to give you a point for that fantastic apology. That puts Cecil at five points in his game score. Amber also at five points. Pat at three points and Sarah at four points. So very close. Very close for that championship belt. Uh, No positive points were won at the end of that round to transfer over. But we will start a new round. Uh, Sarah, I believe you have the bucket of people. I do. And tonight I'm playing for 224498. 9-8. Where are you? Hey, what's your name? Jeff. Jeff, everyone give Jeff a big Got round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Jeff. Cecil, who are you playing for? I am playing for 224482. 82, right there. Oh, hey, hell what's your yeah. name? Charles, everyone give Charles a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz Ooh. box, Charles. Amber, who are you playing for? I'm playing for 224502. 502. Wait what back. up? Hi. Hey, 
what's your name? Andrew. Andrew, we give Andrew a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Andrew. And Pat, who are you playing for? I'm playing for two two four four eight one. Eight one? Where are you, eight one? Oh. Oh hey, what's your name? <laughs> Michael, everyone give Michael a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Michael. Nikki, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Question one. The category is better than empty. The category, or the question, uh, Starbucks frequently tries to be very eco-friendly company. As a result, they often try to make their stores in creative ways. Many Starbucks coffee shops are made out of what recycled building material? Banks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, banks? Yes. Interns. (laughs) Wait a minute, hang on. I want to go back to banks for a second. Yes. Are you saying they're recycled building materials because you often see other things such as Einstein bagels in old banks? Yes. Yes. Okay. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Einstein bagels always looks like it's in an old bank, does it not? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and most check casting places look like they're in an old barbecue, uh, Burger King. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least the one I use. What about you guys? No. I have a really quick fun fact about check cashing places. <laughs> It's really important. So I do like building <laughs> restoration work, and we did a check cashing place with like the crazy bulletproof glass and the steel door. Uh, if you pop up that ceiling tile, it's just over the over the ledge. You can totally go rob one of those places. Shouldn't say that probably, but it doesn't go all the way up to the roof. Is what I'm saying in check cash places. So Edit you that just out. Go into the vault through you just, the you drop just go ceiling. Up, just go up, up, up over uh, up over that panel. Sorry that you can just pop up real easy. That's made out of asbestos. Or whatever. Uh, 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 question two. The category is how to rob a check cashing place. <laughs> the answer is Cecil. <laughs> I didn't rob it. I, I fixed it. Oh, you fixed it? Yeah. No, they, they had a fire uh, for whatever reason. You sound like you're trying to justify robbing a check cashing uh, place. <laughs> Eric, um, is it made of something you wear? No. Cool. Swear to God, if it's made out of potatoes, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting up and walking out. <laughs> uh, I promise there are no more potato-related questions, Pat. All right. That I am aware of. Oh. Uh, no, this is not a traditional building material. Uh, this is something that Starbucks is, uh, I think they call it upcycling. <laughs> Pat Deering. Dirt. <laughs> so you mean cement I, I mean I guess you can make dirt into cement but no I, I meant like dirt no it's not dirt uh, okay is it a, a inside material or an outside material uh, I would I would more classify this as an outside material okay I don't know why I asked that <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it are, you, are, are your bricks innies or outies <laughs> Both. <laughs> Depends on the weather. Is this a real word or just something that Starbucks made up? No. <laughs> uh, no. Sarah. Tires. No. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I, I would say, though, that you're on the right track in that it is something that was not meant to be a building material that is being turned into a building material. In fact, the whole thing is, is actually being turned into the Starbucks. So they're repurposing something and going, this is a Andrew, store I'm now. so sorry. This is going bad for me. <laughs> I can't even think. That's all. 
<laughs> Amber practicing her apology early. Yes. <laughs> Sarah. Coffee grounds. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Uh, and coffee grounds are an indoor material, in case you were wondering. You're right. No. I still don't understand. I <laughs> It can't be as like simple as shipping container no, or anything yeah. like that. Or oh. could it? Oh, I watched his poker face. You should ring in for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know how this game is played. I... <laughs> Ooh, you should ring in for that. <laughs> this is the, the is pan, panel is now ganging up on one another. <laughs> yeah. Is is it just like one of the uh, the venti cups? They just have their employee just like. <laughs> Put it on his head in like snow, rain, or sun. He just stands out there in the parking lot and just, just a guy out coffee to people. A guy holding like a coffee pot, wearing a suit made out of old cups. Yeah, and then but like with like a like pants made out of the the sleeves that uh, the sleeves that you put around the cup. But he's just taken them all apart and taped them together like scale mail. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Eric, is it something that moves around outside? Yes. Is Amber it shipping containers or backs of trucks? It is shipping containers. Yes. Should have rung in. Should have rung in. Stealing uh, my boys' points, yo. What a, what a. You went to a shipping container Starbucks. You know how many fucking Netflix shows there are about living in shipping containers? Watch it. I'm going to do it. I'm about to own a Starbucks slash a house. <laughs> okay. Amber, it's not just one shipping container that you crawl inside of. <laughs> they actually build a structure out of it. I am a small mammal from Africa, okay? I. I like how quickly uh, Amber whipsaws from I'm sorry, we're going to lose this to <laughs> fuck, make it rain, y'all. I got all the points. <laughs> Very cocky. <laughs> the Starbucks corporate headquarters looks out on the Seattle shipping port, one of the largest import-export centers in the United States, and they frequently see large uh, collections of empty shipping containers. The company then buys the empty containers and retrofits them, stacking them together to become self-contained coffee shops. Actually, that that does sound like a giant evil corporation just standing up there looking out the window and being like, "That's gonna be a coffee shop." I'm gonna, I see that. That's now a coffee shop. This is a coffee shop. It's like the the wizard of gentrification. Just yeah. Like, There's a lot of youth centers out there. This one's a coffee shop. This one's a coffee shop. <laughs> That's the voice I've wanted you to talk in with yes. that mustache. And, yeah, like, that's exactly. Yeah, it. yeah. You get another point just for that voice, <laughs> the evil overlord voice. We're gonna build a million things. Yeah. See? <laughs> if anyone who works for Common er, for Cartoon Network is listening to this, your next show's evil villain should be voiced by Pat Deering, <laughs> complaining about gentrification. If that guy stands still long enough, he's gonna be a coffee shop. <laughs> I think that was a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> Moving on to question two, Nikki, where are the scores? Amber, uh, two points. Woo! Huge lead, two positive points. 
Uh, Cecil sitting pretty at zero. Pat with negative one, and Sarah with negative two. Still anybody's game. All right. Hell yeah. (laughs) Question two. The category category is cartoon mice. The question, Mickey Mouse is an anthropomorphic cartoon mouse who typically wears red shorts, large yellow shoes, and white gloves, and is also one of the world's most recognizable fictional characters. On January 1st, 2024, what will happen to Mickey Mouse? He He's will gonna... die. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was going to offer up that he was going to get a shirt, Sarah. I uh, wasn't really... Sarah, were, were, you, were you just possessed by the ring? <laughs> no, I just want that fucker to die. I'm just kidding. He's an American legend. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just put out a giant felt glue trap in the middle of Disney World. <laughs> You're just going to be stuck on there like, help me. <laughs> if he has any luck, he'll live in my basement and he'll just get flooded out. Okay. It's been raining. Okay. <laughs> You got mice in your basement, Amber? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You heard about my car? I'm not rich. <laughs> I live you got in a... two points, though, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> rich in points. I haven't been to Disney World since uh, they bought Star Wars and Avatar and all that stuff, but I just kind of wonder, like, is there, like, a Navi version of Mickey that's, like, wandering around with the big ponytail tentacle, and is, is he, like, got a lightsaber and stuff? I just, I, I just really like to go to... It sounds horrifying. (laughs) Eric, it sounds like you can take first class there if you needed to. Uh, Sarah. Is he getting a divorce? (laughs) Uh, No, he's not getting a Barbie. Is it a wardrobe change? Do you want to ring in for that? No. Uh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to fucking get you. Was I close with the shirt thing? Do you want to ring in for that? Do you want to be nicer to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Eric. Uh, no, you were very far away with the shirt thing. Okay. Can we all get one more beer while we yeah, think on yeah. this as a family? Uh, we're we're coming together. Uh, yeah. We're fighting. We're very ill. Yeah. I didn't know how to order, so I've just, I've just yeah. been sitting, sitting here for a while. Uh, is it far away because it's not a shirt, but it's a hat? Hats are on your head. Shirts. Are is it clothing at all? Or do you do you determine like when you get your clothes by how high up they are on your body? Yes. <laughs> is it hat first always? I'm naked in the morning, <laughs> but I put on a hat. She does shoes, hat, underwear, pants. I like to work from both ends. Yeah. <laughs> you meet in the middle. Last thing is a belt. <laughs> And then your favorite belly button ring. You got a weird... <laughs> Sarah Storr has a very weird metric system. <laughs> Eric, is it clothes? Be real. Mm-mm. Okay, so it's not like Old Navy sweaters. Nope. I feel like he, he's had a lot of clothes, right? I feel like he's been in space, and he was a Mouseketeer once, and... Well, like, I think you, he was in the army like, old, like, time Disney. Yeah. Mickey Mouse, and you got the Best. new one that, like, talks and yells at people and shit, so I don't know. The That's new true. Disney where he so talks fair. and yells and yeah, shit? Yeah, like, on the Disney Channel, like, he's all oh. excited, but he's super animated now. Now he's got, like, expressions... You know. He's not just felt. He's not yep. just he's not just whatever the stick figures is squiggled around while they like rode trains or whatever. You know? Have you Back- seen Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking like old Mickey Mouse. Like, you know, when they they didn't have sound really except for music. Yeah. What? Back what when did- he would just whistle and drive steamboats. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking of when I think of Mickey so Mouse. Nothing we- stood still, not even the trees. They were all- <laughs> 
Can we go back to something for a second? When what? Cecil said when he yelled and threw around trains. He, no, 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 no. Do no, you no. think Mickey Mouse is Godzilla? No, not like, all right, at least when I watched the Disney Channel, when I was he like in my... He threw trains. He didn't throw trains. I said he drove trains. Oh, drove trains. Yeah, he drove oh. trains, kind of whistled, steam would come out of his mouth, and then the next thing you know, he's like yelling no, at Steam doesn't Brittany come out of his mouth. Pierce. That's a teapot. And That's a teapot season. Yeah, whatever. It's fucking horror mouse just... <laughs> it sounds like Cecil's parents just made, you know, their own reality, and they're like, "This guy." We had cable sometimes. <laughs> Cecil's parents just put on Steamboat Willie and told him it was the Dizzy Channel. <laughs> so, so long as there was a neighbor in the apartment next door, they had cable. Hey, we had a house, buddy. Don't get that confused. Eric isn't a person. Sarah. Is he getting an honorary PhD? No. From University of Phoenix? <laughs> that would be an honor, Mickey Mouse. With just your pants on for somebody to give you a doctorate and you're half naked for 75 years. Take it. You, you're you saying that awfully defensive like you just got a doctorate from Phoenix Online I University. Take it. <laughs> You don't need to go to Phoenix. You can just go to the ULC.org and you can buy a doctorate. I will buy one. I've got four. Let's get that old DTJ tech. That's right. What is Your it? paralegals or finish oh. your GED. Oh. Eric, is it... Amber. <laughs> Hi. I'm just going to ignore you guys. It was very imperious of you. Eric, is it a new dog that doesn't look like a spaghetti noodle? <laughs> Uh, is, is, is it a new pet? Do you want to ring in for that? No. <laughs> is, stare at your face and make decisions. Is his son going to find him through Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no, his son's going to find him through 23andMe. Uh, is he going to find his Mickey killer? Has so many illegitimate children. Mice can breed at six weeks old, which is <laughs> insane to me. So you know Mickey's been like getting it in. For almost a century. Do you, do you that know? That mouse fucks. <laughs> yeah, he fucks, but you're assuming his sexuality. For all you know, oh, he's right. asexual. Oh. Oh, that's true, that's true. Amber? Is he getting a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Who's worth it, Andrew, I swear. No. It is, it, is he getting thumbs? <laughs> I thought he just had four fingers like the Simpsons. Or yeah, but that's a thumb. Just like three. No, he's not whatever. thumbs. <laughs> this guy. Um, I just wanted to clarify that I gave Amber a point for stopping whatever conversation about Mickey fucking <laughs> was Thank you. I felt good on my end. Getting a I, will, I will sort of put you guys back on track and that this is a legal thing. Are you going to wreck Is he getting citizenship? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, Trump will be able to order. So. <laughs> mm. And you have 60 thing. seconds. Yeah, no, um, this is a legal thing. Getting sued? <laughs> Pat. Uh, Mickey Mouse will officially be within the public domain at that point. That is correct. Ah! Ah! Boo! 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 Yeah, that doesn't have to do with him. 
like so in 1924, the cartoon named Steamboat Willie stars Mickey Mouse, and as a result, the mouse's copyright dates back to the short film's first publication. Copyrights, wow. even extended ones, all have an expiration date, and on January 1st, 2024, we'll see the expiration uh, for the copyright for Steamboat Willie, and thus Mickey Mouse. What? However, if you wanted to freely use Mickey Mouse's likeness, you would also have to look like Steamboat Willie. The modern-day Mickey Mouse would still be protected in addition to Mickey, Batman, Superman, and many Looney Tunes characters uh, will become public domain between 2031 and 2035. Oh, what if they make live action versions of all of these and then, then do they extend or no? Um, uh, the copyright actually has to do with there's a, a Congress will periodically re-up things that have a significant uh, monetary value to businesses or individuals. So there's a, a few that have extended past the original copyright expiration. Uh, you also can't copyright a person. Like it has to be something you've created or made. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, yes, we're we're missing the true good news of this, which means it means that Eric can finally go live with all of his horrifying 1952 Mickey Mouse <laughs> fan drawings, we'll call them. No more deviant art for you anymore, Eric. Uh, I'm c- You're going mainstream. I'm, oh, I'm finally going to get a Twitter account with more than 8 followers. <laughs> All right, Nikki, where are the scores? Well, with that, Pat <laughs> wiped out his negative one point and is now at positive one, tied with Amber, who also has positive one. Sarah has negative five. <laughs> and Cecil has negative one. Okay. Still okay. almost anybody's, anybody's game. Anybody's game. Yeah, Question three. The category is, I wanted that. Uh, the question... <laughs> In the 1890s, New York City bar owners faced a new law designed to curtail their business and shut them down. In addition to raising the price of liquor licenses, they were required to serve a sandwich with every drink. How did the tavern owners get around this draconian law? They just put cans of beer in between slices of bread. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 what I would do. You mean a Jimmy John's number two? (laughs) (laughs) My uncle makes those. Um, He loves Coors Light and misery and alcoholism. It's fine. Just scrape some of the old gum off the the bottom of the bar and put it between two bar naps, like the little drink ones, and just here you go. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. At my bar a while ago, we only sold beer, and then the, the, somebody told us we had to have food, so we uh, put a bag of hot dogs in the back, and if somebody like ordered a hot dog, we'd have to microwave it in our like dirty, dirty work microwave. People paid for those. I ate like it three of disgusting. them. Why didn't you say I anything? think, yeah. <laughs> Wait, just hot, like no buns? We or just like <laughs> microwave a hot dog, <laughs> like carry it out there, like hand to hand, like, oh, 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 and just drop it on we the had, bar in front of them. We had hot dogs, <laughs> Pop-Tarts, and cans of soup. <laughs> it was disgusting. Uh, anyway, hot, hot dog between two pop <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, the only buns we have are raspberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mustard and ketchup was just clam chowder. <laughs> no, but you had to have a menu legally, and we, like, hit it, and it was, like, covered in muck and yuck, and, man, it was gross. I would totally eat a hot dog in between two raspberry Pop-Tarts. I'm not even... <laughs> Let's party. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, audience. <laughs> Ta- was it something to do with peanuts? 
You keep a little pile of peanuts in the corner. Is it potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Eric. <laughs> Eric, look at me again. Is it I'm not peanuts? the one being racist here. It's all, it's oh, all I'm Sarah. Just, I'm not even wow. doing it. say the word potato? <laughs> Pat, Pat, I'm seeing a lot of side eye from Pat there. <laughs> Is, Pat Deering. Eric, did they by any chance get chicken wings reclassified as a sandwich? <laughs> Ooh, no. That so good. So it's what tavern? I do. Owners? I do have a theory about chicken wings, though. There's there's case law about that. Though. Wait a minute. Hang on. There's case law about chicken wings, and how they're technically a sandwich when they are breaded. Yeah. Oh. What? Uh, really? Try it. Don't make me hate chicken wings with your legal with jargon. your with sandwiches. <laughs> So I firmly believe that chicken wings uh, were invented by the British as revenge for the Revolutionary War. Go because, on. So chicken wings are impossible to eat without looking like a fucking idiot. And so I believe that the British knew that and then brought them over and introduced them in America as like, you know what? If you're going to leave the empire, everyone's going to think you're an idiot around the world forever. And we love them. And they spread across our country <laughs> and contributed to the opinion that Americans are a bunch of gluttonous buffoons around the world. And I believe that the British are the ones who did this to us. <laughs> the British are why I ate roosters twice last week <laughs> alone. Also, <laughs> also, the earth is flat. <laughs> that part's true, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the, the people who have like 45 different varieties of boiled sausages were going to undermine us via food. You guys have 60 seconds to answer the question. Oh, no. Uh, can you repeat the question? Amber Fulton. Yeah. Eric, is it they would... Okay. <laughs> so glad I rang in. It, they got... Um, they got uh, they shared their rat food with the customers. <laughs> they they shared their rat food with the <laughs> yeah, customers. Yeah, they're peanuts. They're peanuts. No, that's okay. Not fine. It. Sorry again. Cecil, did they give like those like cheese and cracker things that you buy packs of? Sorry, I didn't mean to hit it twice. Ringing, ringing, ringing. No, no. So the question is: uh, the tavern owners are required to serve a sandwich with every drink. Uh, presumably this is done by the government to raise the costs of the bar owners. So how did the bar owners get around being required to serve a sandwich with every drink? We don't know. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> they, they just... <laughs> that is correct. You don't know. Pat. Did they, did they just have like one old nasty ass sandwich that everyone just like passed down the bar every time a drink was served? Uh, that is correct. <laughs> I, I'm taking the bar in 2021. Definitely hire me because that's going to be all of my advice to you. Well, share the BLT. I don't know. <laughs> so the answer is, in fact, they served the same sandwich to every patron. These sandwiches were often inedible. Uh, one sandwich recipe that has been documented included old cheese and raw onions. And moments after the sandwich was served with the beer, the server would then take it back to the counter so it could be served to the next customer. <laughs> Some sandwiches were rubber. Some sandwiches would often be used for over a week at a time until it had completely fallen apart. Yes. Wow. That's America, and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's the end. That's only the end of round two. Nikki, <laughs> 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 where are the scores? Congratulations, wow. Michael, with that correct answer. Pat has won the round with positive two points. <laughs> Michael, you've won a fantastic prize. Uh, you get two tickets to Shadowbox Live. Go to shadowboxlive.org to see all of the shows you can attend using those tickets. Uh, you're getting a quiz box refrigerator magnet, a quiz box button, and from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, you also get a tiny plate with a man on it yeah. and a priceless yeah. deck of cards. Congratulations. It's uh, no surprise that uh, Sarah will be apologizing to what? Jeff with <laughs> negative five points. Andrew and Charles, thank you also for playing. Thank you. Oh, am I d- doing that now? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where's my person that I disappointed? I'm so sorry. Over there in the corner. Listen, I got real stuck on bags of potatoes like 25 minutes ago. And it's been a whirlwind in my brain ever since. I've literally been picturing bags of ham and bags of potatoes and people made of meat for a real long time to where it's crowded out my entire brain and there is nothing left for anything intelligent to happen. So this one's on me. I'm going to keep ringing in. But fortunately, next round, it's not on you. Thank you. That was a really great apology. That was a I... great apology and earns you a point. That puts Sarah at seven points in her game what? score. Cecil at six. Amber at six. Pat scored two positive points in that round, so those go into his champion score, putting him at eight. Whoa! We are about to move into round three, and uh, before we move into round three, Derek, I'd like another drink uh, up here on the stage. Would any of the panelists like a drink? Uh, They just got beer. Oh, you're all good. Okay. Uh, Just trying to encourage uh, better gameplay. Pat. uh, Okay. I'll take a shot of tequila, my dear baby. Uh, Yeah. Me too. Actually, yeah. I will get a shot of tequila. Yeah. Four shots of tequila. I hate tequila, but, you know, let's uh, do that. You guys have 60 seconds to complete this round. This Uh, order? Pat, who are you playing for this round? I am playing for 224490. Right. What's your name? Oh, it's Todd. Everyone give Todd a big round of applause. Oh, Tom. Tom. Sorry. Tom. Sorry. Tom. Uh, in this Tom. room, sound is designed to come this way. Tom, everyone give Tom a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Tom. Sorry, who is playing for Tom? Pat. Uh, Pat. Pat is playing for Tom. Amber, who are you playing for? Two, two, four, four, eight, four. Eight, four. Hey, right what there. Hey, what's your name? Emerin. Emerin. Everyone give Emerin a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Emerin. Cecil, who are you playing for? I am playing for 224485. 85. Oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Tony. Tony, I'm going to give Tony a big round of applause. Woo. Sitting at the same table, we got a battle royale in the making. Sarah, who are you playing for? 224488. Eight. Eight, eight. Hey, right there. What's your name? Bubbles. Bubbles. Everyone give Bubbles a round of applause. Thanks for coming to Quiz Box Bubbles. All righty, Quest, uh, round three, question one. The category is I'm Janet. I'm ready now. <laughs> Janet. The question, a quintessential part of the Starbucks experience is having a barista call it your name when you order is ready. There is one Starbucks location where this is forbidden. Where is it? Oh. <laughs> Why are you all laughing quietly to yourselves like you've recently been to a swingers club? <laughs> 
Eric is at Area 51. <laughs> Cecil, do you want to ring in for that? <laughs> I alien voice didn't say. I'm not going to. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just, no. Oh, I was going to get him. I was going to get him. Do you know the answer, Cecil, though? No, Cecil's I don't know. Host, and he, I, don't, I don't know where he's finding these. I steal all mine from the same website, so. <laughs> I plagiarize for trivia is what I'm saying. Is it like the Pentagon Starbucks because they don't want people to know what other people's names are? Secrety government stuff. <laughs> Secrety government stuff. Ooh, this senator likes a latte. Is, is this a permanent Starbucks location or for a special event? This is a permanent Starbucks oh. location. Okay. Did okay. you want to ring in for Pat's answer, Cecil? I didn't hear what he said. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, yay, shot. Oh, that's a key oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that. Just because we hated Eric for a minute. <laughs> Damn it, me. Um, Thank you. Starbucks, is it the Starbucks at the bottom of the ocean? Because if anybody opens their mouth to yell a name, they'll drown. (laughs) Yeah, is it a Starbucks for fish that can't swim? What is Pat even saying? It's a Starbucks in a monastery, isn't it? I don't know which one. Pat, is it the Vatican Starbucks? (laughs) No. Oh, is is there a Vatican Starbucks? Probably. I mean, probably. <laughs> Shaolin Monk Monastery Starbucks. No. <laughs> no, David Carradine Starbucks is not. <laughs> is yeah, he wasn't shouting anything. <laughs> wow. Uh, choke and stroke. Hey, don't make fun of me. Uh, I do what you want. I'm very, I'm very proud to say I was the very last magician that David Carradine ever saw perform. So it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drink this. See you, nerds. Um, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn something here. Uh, okay, no, it's it's not because uh, it's it's not because silence is required. And it's not religious. Yeah. So let's move away from that. Is it in the U.S.? It is in the U.S. Um... Hmm. Oh, Places. Mm. No, I I'm giving up on all of you. Um, Cecil's US way behind Starbucks. Is it like the? Uh, um, I don't know, maybe that's also religious. I'm going to do it anyway. Is Pat. it like the very first Starbucks? Because that's like their holy land, and they don't want anybody shouting in there. No, uh, the one of the very first uh, Starbucks locations is in Pike's Place Market, which is extremely loud. So they'll shout your name, but you can't hear it. Is it in a library? <laughs> Do you want to ring in for that? Ha <laughs> ha, got you. No, I didn't say what I was going to say. I just rang in. Damn it. Uh, Is it in a place where people that are nerds like Pat studying? <laughs> uh, n- no, it's not in a Whole Foods. They <laughs> have a great hot bar, y'all. <laughs> Is it in a specific library? Ring in, ring in, ring in. Is it the Library of Congress? Got him! Oh, no! Man. Am I serious? Damn it! No! no. Uh, I felt so good him. about that. Got you got all excited. Him in. That was me! Got him! Yes! I was so excited for us, Cecil, to like... Lured him Sarah in! Sarah and Pat wrong. Told you I was gonna get you. It's the Starbucks on the moon, because in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> The moon landing wasn't real. Yeah, there is no Starbucks on the moon. It's a hoax. 
You have 30 seconds. <laughs> is it my stepmom's living room? <laughs> Why aren't people allowed to say names in your stepmom's She's living room? really mean. <laughs> She bought tickets for this and didn't come, so... Oh. I don't so, need her. Uh, I will tell you, uh, it's specifically, it's their names that they're not allowed to say. So here, you're given a number. So, like, if, you're, if your coffee's up, they're like, one! So they still, like, call something out, but they're not allowed to say uh, your name. So Is somewhere, it, like, around D.C.? Can't say that. Hollywood? Why not? <laughs> Is it famous? Uh, Cecil. The CIA headquarters, Starbucks. That is correct. Hell yeah! I never thought I'd get Secret one. Secret government-y stuff, yeah. I feel so much better about myself now. There is a Starbucks in CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, and no one's name is written on the cups. Baristas are required to undergo background checks, and no one is allowed to leave their post without a CIA escort. Do they make bank there, though, if you work at that Starbucks? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet uh, after, I don't know, like... Because uh... I'd spy like crazy if they, weren't paying, <laughs> if they weren't paying me very well. I'd be like, yeah. Like, we already have a CIA guy. I know how to get money out of this building. <laughs> we, see, well, we, we already established asbestos. that with the ceiling so time. Maybe I'll die. Maybe I'll make a million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> I, I bet uh, like an hour into the workday each day after they've done a few orders, they get to Agent 60. And everyone goes nice. <laughs> the entire CIA, they all they all start high fiving each other. Everybody dabs an old town road. Comes yeah. up. I was gonna say that they all would sixty nine at that moment and live their goddamn lives, but I'm a child. So. Every agent is agent sixty nine. <laughs> Open that road. I don't know. That tequila ruined me. Oh, God. For the record, I would pay to watch a movie where (laughs) Cecil starred as a CIA agent. (laughs) Maybe I am right now. Be like a a highbrow MacGruber. (laughs) All right, question two. Nikki, where are the scores? Uh, With that correct answer, Cecil wiped out his negative points and now is back at zero. Tied with Sarah, who is also at zero. Amber has negative one. Pat has negative two. Killing it. All right. Question two. The category is radioactive. Radioactive. The question, uh, the United States has a sophisticated monitoring system at all ports of entry to determine if someone is trying to smuggle any radioactive material into the country. Unfortunately, some ordinary things are just slightly radioactive enough to set it off, such as bananas, and what common household item? And I'm looking for a very specific household item here. Tampon! (laughs) Eric, is it not a tampon? (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) It's not a tampon. I'm also just going to let Pat know it's not particular. Is something... (laughs) Is it something that a landlord would be recru- uh, required to have in your apartment? Uh, I mean, not required to have in your apartment, but they might use it in your apartment for some reason. Wait, so bananas are radioactive? Bananas are slightly radioactive, uh, enough to set off the monitoring system that we currently use. 
It's all that potassium, yo. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, it's the potassium that decays because potassium is slightly radioactive. <laughs> Sarah is the only one of us who's not taking a shot at tequila, but she's like the most lit. Can we agree? Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not calling you out. I'm proud of you. You're still a blast to be around. You always have been. You've never not been. No, Sarah gets you... a point for being lit, and yeah. Amber gets a point for being a human breathalyzer. <laughs> I took a lift here. I live four blocks away, so. <laughs> um, Eric, is it something you put in your, your butt? <laughs> okay. Wait. For the podcast but listeners, it's... I started that sentence, and I am Amber. The end of that was Sarah, and the end of that also being a butt. Wait, didn't Eric just tell us it was something your landlord might use on you? <laughs> I was it used on us or used on the house. I've had some <laughs> shitty landlords, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm here to make some repair. This got real dark real fast. No, they're like, they're like bug spray and they're mean. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Amber Falter is a very farty individual. Yeah, yeah. My landlords, I won't move in unless they wipe my butt. Um, <laughs> is oh, it oh, and I'm the fancy one. <laughs> Eric, is it mulch? <laughs> mulch? Are you ringing in? You're not ringing in. You know all that mulch that the United States is importing from overseas? <laughs> Can I buy it at Home Depot? You, uh, I've actually seen this at Home Depot, but you would not traditionally buy it at Home Depot. Really? Yeah. Oh, that changes what I thought it was. Well, Eric's boring. Don't let that fool you. I, feel like I am not boring. I've been on TV. You went to you have, home actually, camp. Yeah, you Most have people on TV are so boring. Have you seen The Bachelor? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I am done. I eat gum for breakfast. <laughs> I, so I feel like Eric led you astray a little bit because I don't know what a landlord would use this for <laughs> specifically, but it's a common household item that you would use in your home. How often would you use it? Three uh, to four times a month. I, I would say uh, daily. I have, I have daily. Daily. I have witnessed yeah. a landlord use this to clean up spills. Oh, oh. clean up spittle. Oh, Amber Falter. Cat litter. That is correct. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> I did not I? think that would give that away. No, no wonder uh... my cat's always trying to eat plastic. <laughs> she got brain it was either, either going to be cat litter or shampoo. Wow, so. <laughs> It's the only thing you ever use to clean up spills. Uh, it is, in fact, kitty litter. Uh, kitty litter and bananas are naturally radioactive. Not enough to give you cancer, but definitely uh, enough to set off the extremely sensitive radiation detector equipment used at uh, ports of import. I love it. Can I tell you why I am kind of excited that I knew that? Yeah. <laughs> you have 60 seconds. I have 25 that I only need. So I listened to a murder podcast recently, and this guy killed his girlfriend and uh, tried to hide her body in a pile of cat litter, and they talked all about it for a long time, so I'm very smart now. So <laughs> Did, did wow. he get busted because, like, 40 cats just, like, came and <laughs> dug her yeah. up? Dug her up and peed on her? <laughs> um, that's morbid, Pat. No, that's not what happened. So you should listen to the podcast. It's very good. What podcast is it? I already forget. Uh, <laughs> I was genuinely asking. I'm not trying to plug anything. I'll, go, I'll look it up for you after the show. I'd okay. had my girlfriend in another county, not in a pile of cat, literally. <laughs> Just move that <laughs> somewhere else. Just uh, kidding. Can you give Cecil a negative point for maybe being a murderer? <laughs> no, we got to keep the show rolling, actually. Uh, All right, with we are... that correct All answer, right. Amber has a oh, positive one point and Ooh. is in the lead. Yeah. 
Cecil and Sarah both at zero. Pat at yeah. negative two. Yeah. Knuckles. Uh, we, are, we are on to the last question here. As Nikki says, still anybody's game. Uh, the category is suspect medical advice. I'm uh, ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the question. During the 17th century, the bubonic plague was sweeping through Europe. Doctors at the time were very unfamiliar with germs, and as a result, the best medical advice at the time to avoid the plague was to keep handy a jar full of what? Semen. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you eased into that. I like how she took the mic out of the stand to hold in her hand like a singer. Sorry for the listeners on the podcast. Is it a jar full of something that comes from a person? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really. really We've been asking questions all night. I thought I was allowed to ask questions. (laughs) I'm really uncomfortable in the way you asked me that. It's a jar of toenails. It wards off the plague. Walk around with it. Yeah, but like literally 30 seconds ago, Amber identified you as a potential murderer. So you could have jars full. Guys, of I'm anything. super forgetful and messy. Like, Don't worry, fine. Or fingers. <laughs> forgetful and messy is how a lot of I'm murderers get I'm also not very caught. tall or strong. Let's go with that. I'm gonna wow. give Cecil a point because I'm afraid. <laughs> is it? Is it wet? <laughs> it's in a drawer. It's it, gonna be wet in that jar. Doesn't have to be wet, Sarah. I mean, it, it's gotta it, be wet in that jar. Is it wet? I mean, it can be. <laughs> oh, no. Can you put your fingers in it? <laughs> Second question: Should you? You guys aren't narrowing it down. <laughs> Doing some some doctors just like ye old plague patient. <laughs> Is it full of a type of animal? Like full of a type of animal? Any kind just of animal? <laughs> like Possibly. butterfly wings or squirrel eyes? Yeah, butterfly know. wings isn't a animal. That is like well, it's part of an animal. Is Again, an not animal? helping your murderer case, Cecil. <laughs> side now and I'm trying to help him. Is Thank you, Amber. You get animal? to live now. Has it been? <laughs> never, no, I will, I will say, I may live now? Hold on. I'm a, I, oh, I got all weird murdery. Pat. Uh, is it posies? No. Oh. I is get it. I get oh, no, they put those that. in their yeah. pockets. Right. Yeah, that's a real song. Is it? Uh, no, posies were actually put into, uh, have you ever seen like 17th century woodcuttings of uh, doctors? They had long cones on the front of their face. The uh, Those cones were full of posies. Huh. Okay. Uh, because oh. they, they, they believe flowers were a filter. The, nurse, the nursery rhyme, though, is what uh, yes. Pat was referring to. Ring around Opium. the rosy, jar full of posies. <laughs> Ashes, ashes, Cecil's been here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something to do with opium. I rang in. Is it opium? It is not opium. Is it something that lives in the water traditionally? No, it's okay. not an animal. Cool. It's, it's not, not an animal, but it's potentially <laughs> viscous. He's <laughs> gonna guess they just they got it way wrong and they were like, you need to carry around jars full of fleas from the common brown rat. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, awfully familiar with how to spread the plague, also a good suspect for murders. 
I feel very unsafe <laughs> between these two men. Hmm. Is it still around, like hanging out? Is it fun? It's. <laughs> I mean, some people think it's fun. It is hanging around. Amber. Mercury. No. Fuck. <laughs> you that think was the Mer- smartest thing I've said all day. Okay, hang on. We, we need to take a quick break here. Amber, if you think Mercury is fun, you need to go to the hospital now. <laughs> My dad literally told me his favorite memory growing up was playing with Mercury, and he's fine. So. Where do you go to do that? Sarah. How do you do that? Is it the urine? It's your, I'm going to say urine, and I'm going to not say what animal. It's not, it's not urine. Because those medieval people were crazy, and they'd be like, sheep's urine, pour this on you, it's good. I will give and you... And then a, never bathe. <laughs> I will give you a hint in that this is one of those things where you're like, bubonic plague? Yeah, keep a jar full of this. Medieval people be crazy. Is it a jar full of scabs? <laughs> wow. No. no. <laughs> you were closer with urine. Is it a jar full of hearts? Like, ring in, ring in, who do ring you in. think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Running around leaving scars. It's, it's, it's a song, everybody. Is it it's a song from the Middle fun. Ages. It was played on a lute when it first came out. Is it something involving something's blood? It does not involve blood. Cool. So it's wet? <laughs> it could be. Ah, it is. It is, guys. In what what couldn't be wet, Sarah? Is it the body part of somebody who's already died? No. I like that. Is that bad? (laughs) What's so wrong with this? Is it a jar full of something that you would eat? No, you would definitely not eat this. Did they did they just like whisper prayers into a jar? (laughs) Then let's like please don't let me get plague and close it real quick before it got out and just like walk around like oh Does it Sarah? Is it a jar of feces? No. Does it come out of something that's alive? It yes. does come out of something that's alive. I heard Sarah first. Oh, yeah. Jar of bile. No. Honey. What? Honey. No. What? Fuck. <laughs> Wrong direction. I guess the honey does come out of bees. Um... <laughs> Did you say One Direction? No, I said Wrong Direction, but this could also come out of One Direction. Round Up Mummy. No. Because they made pain out of it and shit. Brains. No. Jar of ham. Is it tears? Is it tears? No. Fuck me. Fuck. Um, I I I see it at the bottom. Is it like the dying breaths of their loved ones who died from the plague? Do you want to ring in? Didn't like a, he? Like a fart in a jar, if you will. You want to ring in for that, Cecil? No. Are you sure? Sarah. A jar of clean air. No. Cecil. A jar of air. No. It's someone that had the plague breathed out into no. the jar. Does it no. have to it's do like a, with... like an early it, vaccine. If anyone would kinda. like to invoke the Mark Lucas rule, now would be a great time to do it. What is Eric? That? Uh, it's something Eric, to do with Taiwan. Is it when you're hungry and you drool when you look at something really nice? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it saliva? No. Oh, Nikki yelled at Cecil, do you want to ring in? And Nikki also wants the game to end. So, Nikki, is it a jar of farts? That's yeah. correct. <laughs> what the? Uh, 
I cannot. I don't. I don't believe that. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Common medical knowledge at the time is that it was bad smells could dilute polluted air. Many people. <laughs> Many people would let a goat rot near their homes, but that was pricey and gross, so doctors advised that people to fart into a jar and then quickly seal it up. If they suspected that nearby air was polluted with whatever caused the Black Death, they should open the fart jar to purify the air. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've smudged my house. It's fine. So what you're saying is it isn't a jar of hearts. It's a jar of farts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that yeah. is the end of Who the do round. You think you are, oh Nikki? Where are the scores? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> with that correct answer, Pat won the round with negative one. Woo! Amber and Cecil what? both ending the round with negative three. Sarah uh, losing again for Bubbles with negative six. Not sorry. We'll be apologizing to Bubbles. Congratulations, Tom. You've won a fantastic prize. You're going to get the same thing everybody else got. The tickets, the magnet, the button. Plus, you're going to get from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack this basket duck. <laughs> a basket it's duck. It's a tiny duck-shaped basket, and there's some other stuff inside of it. Enjoy your weird prize. Don't, don't open that jar. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you There's suspect the There's one last plague. point for Pat. Uh, congratulations, Tom. Uh, Emmer and Tony Bubbles, I'll be around to hand out your dum-dums. Take it away, Sarah! Oh, man. Well, once Cecil said the song about Jar Hearts, well, that's when I just went into alternative lyrics. And uh, Jar Farts is superior um, Were you so shot through the fart and it's too I late? I was shot through the fart. Um, pretty much you can p- replace heart with fart in any song. So I'll do that in my apology. From the bottom of my fart, I'm so sorry. I feel bad in my fart for how I treated you. And if one day I die of a fart attack... I will regret this moment. Thank you for coming. That was an amazing apology, Sarah. That brings us to the end of the game. Nikki, where are the scores? Sarah got a point for a good apology and also an additional point for fart attack. (laughs) Uh, Putting her at an astounding 13 points for her champion score. Cecil ending the game with 10 points. Great score for a first time, Cecil. Congratulations. Thank you for playing. Amber at 11 points, also a great score. And Pat just narrowly missing that champion with 12 points. So our new champion is Sarah J. Storm. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Quiz Box. This is Kevin Hendricks, your producer and sound engineer, thanking you on behalf of our host, Eric Tate, and our scorekeeper, Nikki Winkleman. This episode was recorded live in beautiful Columbus, Ohio, at the Upfront Stage at the Shadowbox Cabaret. You can get tickets to our next show at quizboxcast.com. Just check out the events calendar. Our returning champion, Sarah J. Storer, who will be facing off against Alexis Nelson, special guest Hunter Roberts, and me. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and a review on your podcast of choice.